Hello and welcome, dear listeners, to another insightful episode of CX Beat. We are diving deep into a critical subject that affects, I think, each and every one of us, uh, the world of CX in healthcare and how it's evolving. So whether you're a healthcare professional, a patient, or not simply interested in the healthcare sector, you are in for an enlightening episode. And today we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, so hello, Mr. Koshik, and uh, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Thanks for the lovely opportunity. And I would love to share my experiences to all the audience so that it benefits all of them an understanding of healthcare from a very different perspective. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, could you please introduce yourself and provide some background information on your role as the head of service excellence and customer experience? Okay, so uh, I will make it short, crisp and more like a story because people don't remember a lot of things, only remember stories. So by education, I'm a hotel management professional and I work with some of the finest hotels of India, Asia and of the world. I started working with the Taj, with the ITCs, with the Marriott. So that's my exposure and have got more than 11, 12 years of experience working in the hotel industry. I started my career more as a frontline employee in hotels and then started mm -hmm. growing up the ladder till the time I finally left hotels. I was assistant manager food and beverage for a very, very renowned group known as the Marriott Hotels. Uh, I did a very, very short tenure with Dell Computers, where I was primarily responsible for running the Michael Dell Escalation Queue. Mm -hmm. Then I once again got an opportunity to go back to hotels, but at a very different role, and that was at a strategic role. So I joined one of the best hotels of the world, the Taj Mahal Palace in Tower, Mumbai, at, in India, to head their CX function at a hotel level. So that is where it, I started looking CX from a strategy perspective. Right. There came an opportunity. I will more than an opportunity. I'm sure everybody remembers this incident of 26-11, the Mumbai terror attacks. So mm -hmm. at that point of time, both me and my wife, both of us used to work for that hotel. And that was the first time I experienced healthcare from a very different perspective. That was the first time in my life where I could have entered a mortuary. First time in my life where I could have entered in an MDCCU. Today, I, 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 I can tell so much about this, but when I entered, I didn't even know what the full form was. And I always, I went back home and I realized in hotels, you do so many things to make a happy customer. And still mm -hmm. sometimes you are not able to provide a great experience. And in healthcare, the requirement is so small, but still people are not able to go that extra mile. So this thought was with me, kept thinking about this and said to myself, if ever, I get an opportunity to work in healthcare, I will definitely work. And mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer of destiny. I always feel and say, if you want something from within, all the forces of the earth come together to make it happen for you. And that is when my journey in healthcare started way back in the year 2011, 
So I was fortunate enough to join one of the largest hospital chains in, I think, the Middle East and Southeast Asia, that is Apollo Hospitals Enterprise Limited. A big, big thanks, I think, to Dr. Preeta Reddy, Ms. Sangeeta Reddy, who then hired me as to head their customer experience vertical and used to call it the service excellence in 2011. So that is when my journey in healthcare started. And from there, recently over the last four years, right now, currently, I head the CX function for a group known as Medicare Hospitals and Medical Centers, which is the premium segment of the DM Astor Healthcare Group. So that is in short about me and what brings me here. Great. Thanks a lot for sharing. It was very, very interesting to listen uh, to your story. So let's get down to the business. And I have a couple, not a couple, actually, a lot of questions for you to cover today. Okay. So let's start. Um, why do you think that matured service industries are shifting from providing great service to creating an experience for every customer? See, I think well, I look at it this way. We all human beings, we are more emotional than rational, right? Mm -hmm. And we like it, we do not like it. Perception is reality. You might do 101 reviews to say the customer, the guest is wrong. But at the end of the day, once a customer has a perception about the brand, he's going out and speaking about his experience to everyone, both bad as well as good. Now, Having said that, the movement I am focusing on the word service, you are only focusing on the rational factors. See, as I told you, we all take decisions in life, which is a combination of rational and emotional factors. Now, you'll be surprised to know there was a study that was done in which it was told out of all the decisions that we take in life, 70% is emotional and only 30% is rational. Mm -hmm. And in Asian communities, the numbers are again completely different. It is 90% emotional and 10% rational. When you focus on service, you are focusing on transaction. And that is the reason why service is intangible. This is my mm -hmm. favorite tagline. Commodities are fungible. Goods are tangible. Services are intangible. But experiences are memorable. Every time mm -hmm. I create an experience from someone, it is customized, it is individualized, and you will have a story to share about your experience to multiple other people that you're interacting. And we track it in the real world, knowing as net promoter score. So that is the reason why I see a huge difference when you focus on transaction, it is only when you're focusing on service. But when you focus on experience, you are taking the time or making the effort to convert a transaction into a story. That is when the success of CX comes. And that's the reason I'm a firm believer of more focusing on experience rather than focusing on just the service part of it. And that's a mind shift change. Mm -hmm. I see. Very, very interesting point of view. Thank you. And uh, what are the major challenges in setting up that experience in hospitals, in setting up service excellence framework in hospitals? See, I think to name it all, the first challenge starts off with the mindset of leadership. Mm -hmm. Number one, everybody wants 
to do the right thing for the customer. I'm a firm believer when all our employees come to work, everybody gets up from bed and says, I'm going to do the right job. Nobody mm -hmm. gets up from bed and says, today I will not do a good job for my customer. But mm -hmm. I think when that person comes into my environment, the environment that I create from them, is it conducive to be a customer-centric hospital or not? Mm -hmm. So one of the greatest challenges in, in organizations in healthcare, and I'm, I can say this interacting with multiple CEOs, is many to most of the places that I've seen, service excellence is more like a tick on the box. They want to have it because competition is having it. They mm -hmm. want to have it because accreditation bodies like NABH, JCIs want to see, do you measure customer satisfaction? Now, mm -hmm. that is a very traditional model of service excellence. Today, if you really want to make customer experience as your key pillar, you have to move from traditional models to transformation models. So one of the major challenges that I see is the mind shift of the senior leadership team. Because whenever you invest in service, you will not get returns instantly like a tangible product. In healthcare, suppose I'm buying a high-end equipment, everybody starts looking at return on investment on that equipment. Mm -hmm. But when you invest in service, it's like investing in the education of your kid. It is like investing in mutual funds. The returns will come, but that's going to take time. So is the organization ready or does the organization have that appetite to invest? Does the organization believe that this can be a game changer or a service differentiator for me? So there are multiple things that goes on for doing the right element, the right ingredient to have a good customer-centric hospital or a customer-centric organization. So I think these are the major challenges which not only me, every CX professional goes through in any organization. Mm -hmm. Because across the CX professionals that I interact with in my network, all of them are the best. All of them want to make a difference. All of them write, want to write a story of transformation. But the rubber hits the road when they go inside the boardroom and present ideas. Is the leadership ready to soak it in? Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is don't even go and do a complete CX framework until and unless you're mentally ready with it. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, it sets a very, very wrong message both to your customer and to your employees. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I these see. are the common challenges that everybody faces as a CX professional. Okay, I see. Uh, you have mentioned that um, a lot of CX professionals facing the same challenges. But can you elaborate on the similarities and differences between customer experience in healthcare and other sectors? While challenges are the same, maybe anyway, there are some differences. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, that's a very interesting question. I'll try to answer it differently. See, today, whether we like it or not, we all live in an Insta culture, right? You mm -hmm. press a button and you want the things to happen for you. And thanks to the Amazons of the world, who have made this a reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what happens, whether it is healthcare or whether it is some other industry, a mistake that lot many organizations do, they start comparing with the similar industry. Right? Mm -hmm. And we call this term in marketing as competitive benchmarking. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, 
I am doing this, this, this plus this for the customer. What is my competition doing for the customer? But you know what? Today, if you ask me in today's world, who is your greatest competitor? I say Google is my greatest competitor. Because whatever the customer wants, it is just a Google away. And I will give you some live examples in my healthcare sector. Today, when a customer walks into my premises, when he comes into my lobby, he's not even comparing with the hospital lobby. He's comparing it with the hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. So why should I compare with a hospital lobby and say, I am better than the competitor? Do I have the appetite to compare with a hospital lobby or a hotel lobby? Because that is when you raise the bar. Mm -hmm. So then I say, okay, what are the essential ingredients that I need to have to make it like the hotel lobby? Number one is few innovations that I have done is all my hospitals and all my medical centers. I've got five hospitals and 20 medical centers under the brand name of Medcare. We use a signature aroma. We use a oil that is patented by us and it comes from Paris. Mm -hmm. So all my hospitals have a similar fragrance and we call it the Medcare fragrance. Mm -hmm. so if I would have started thinking like a hospital, I will never be able to do that. Right? Today, when they go down to the public washrooms, normally, and others should not take it wrongly, they will say hospital washrooms are not the neatest and the cleanest ones because of the footfalls that we have. They require frequent cleaning. But you know what I tell them? Today, if you go to the largest mall of the world, that is the Dubai Mall, their washrooms are absolutely clean, neat. So me operating in Dubai, People is not benchmarking my washroom with one more washroom in some other hospital. He's benchmarking me with a Dubai more washroom. So mm -hmm. there is no excuse why it cannot be the same neat and clean. Mm -hmm. Today, yeah, when he goes to the billing counters, I, when he's waiting for to see a doctor, when he's waiting to pay his bills, when he's going for his investigations, he is constantly comparing with me to the banking industry. He's saying mm -hmm. in banking, if there can be a token system, queuing system, which tells me how much should I wait to see the doctor, why can't that be done for healthcare? Mm -hmm. So I wear those lens that my customer is wearing today in terms of comparing. Like there are two, three line elements that I do, which is very unique. All my patients, when they start, when they get admitted, I give them a pillow menu. Now, if you look at a pillow menu, is only offered in a five-star luxury hotel. But mm -hmm. the patient that I'm targeting has experienced five-star luxury hotels. So when they sleep in the hospital bed, the as a patient, one thing that is always there with me is my pillow and the bed. Because I'm not a hotel guest that I'm roaming around in the morning and coming back in the night to have a sound sleep. So mm -hmm. today when my patients get admitted, I present them with a pillow menu and say, tell me the pillow that you want to sleep on. That will make your stay comfortable. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say we need to change the lens of how we compare every single touch point in the customer journey. And I'm a firm believer. Every time you don't have to innovate. If some industries are doing it really very well, understand the practice, come back, Copy to the culture of your organization and replicate and sustain. So that's my thought process on what mm -hmm. you had asked. 
I see. Thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts here. Very innovative approach, I want to say. And um, the standards are very high now, I think. That's the reason you need to compare uh, with everything and go after not only your direct competitors, but maybe some other companies and industries. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, over the years, have you observed any changes in the expectations of patients? Are they evolving when it comes to uh, customer experience, patient experience? Yes. The answer is obviously yes, and it ties, it links very much to my previous answer. Mm -hmm. See, today, with the world moving forward, and thanks to the multiple, I call it the world of digitization and the world of instant culture, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, everything all my customers today wants things at the press of a button. And mm -hmm. whether we like it, whether we don't like it, there are few things in healthcare that still has to wait and come. For example, if you give your blood samples today, it will take some time for me to process your blood samples and get back to you. Mm -hmm. When you give your any, when you give your biopsy, uh, when I take your biopsy samples, it is, still takes me a certain amount of time for me to get back to you. So mm -hmm. what is happening with today's patients and thanks to technology, thanks to Google, a patient does all the research about the symptoms, all the research about what is the disease like before he's sitting with the consultant. So he's giving consultant three, four more ideas what can be done rather than the consultant advising him. Mm -hmm. So today's customer is in Today's customer is knowledgeable. Today's customer has got access to information and you need to respect that. So mm -hmm. today, there's a huge mind shift change between there was a time when doctors were at a different level and the patient was at a different level. Today, it's both of them are at the same level. Mm -hmm. We like it, do not like it in healthcare, primary healthcare models and secondary healthcare models are more becoming like commodities today. The only difference that you can create is only through experience that you provide. Mm -hmm. Today, gone are the days that I will wait endlessly to see a doctor. Today, I value my time more equally if a, if a doctor values time. So one thing that we constantly strive to do, that a patient should not wait in my premises for more than 15 to 20 minutes for a scheduled appointment. But if I go 10 years back, whole day I will take leave and wait for the doctor to see me. So the trends are changing to the mm -hmm. patients because of the exposure to the world. They are becoming more and more savvy about what is happening. And today is the world that belongs to the customer. And put them in the center of things. And do not put consultants and nurses in the center of things. The moment you put customers in the center of things, rest everything becomes very easy for you. Mm -hmm. That's a huge, huge change that is happening today. Okay, I see. Uh, so you have mentioned that customers are so good used to these digital solutions and mm -hmm. uh, they um, like this di digitalization part and actually it is a significant driver of change in many, many mm -hmm. industries. Right. But uh, while digital solutions offer convenience, how do mm -hmm. you ensure that the human factor remains an integral part? Okay, so let me tell you, uh, so rightly said, today is a digital world. Today is a world of AI. Today is a world of chatbots. Today is a world 
where everybody wants everything at the click of a button. Now, I can tell you what I primarily do for Medicare hospitals and medical centers. Under the service excellence umbrella, I have four pillars. The first pillar is my pillar of digitization. The second pillar is my pillar of human experience, right? And I will tell you what we do under that pillar and why this pillar is so critical. You could have the best equipment. You could have the best infrastructure. You could have the best technology in the world, in the healthcare. But remember... The magic is created by those human interactions that have across the counter in the doctor's consultation, the nurse while she's on the bedside or the radiologist when he's doing a certain procedure only. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it is the human being that creates all that impact. So I'll tell you what we do. We all know that in healthcare, nursing has the largest workforce across the globe. So, and all nursing schools, they primarily teach skills. Mm -hmm. But when a customer comes to me or when a nurse goes to the customer, the customer is not judging a nurse just on the skill. He's also judging the nurse based on the courtesy and compassion she's demonstrating through her behavior across the counter or on the bedside. So what we primarily do in Medicare is we have a concept of a finishing school whereby we train. It's a seven-day program. Every nurse that we hire from outside, they go through a seven-day detailed orientation on three pillars. One, we train them on communication framework. Mm -hmm. We train them on the compassion framework and we train them on the grooming framework because we firmly understand that a nurse, her quality of interaction can make a huge difference in the way how patients perceive his wholesome experience in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So let me explain this to you with illustration. Say, for example, there is a patient and I get admitted in one of the hospitals and there's a nurse who comes to see me every day because as a routine, she has to collect my blood sample to just check my sugar level and other reports. She comes to me in the morning. I see the needle. I see the injection in her hands. And what happens to me? My anxiety levels are high. When my anxiety levels go high, my blood pressure goes high. When my blood pressure goes high, my pain threshold goes low and even a small prick will actually hurt me mm -hmm. because there's a pin drop silence in the room when the nurse comes to draw her procedure. She must have taken the blood from the first prick. So was the nurse good? The nurse was good. Was the nurse skilled? The nurse was skilled. How much would I rate this entire experience? I would probably give it a three. Mm -hmm. right now let's turn key this i have a nurse who is bubbly who is jovial and let me tell let me call her name as 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 nancy just as illustration so nancy comes in the room nancy knocks the door we teach every nurse knock the door and say hi i'm nancy and i am here to draw your blood today so I look at Nancy. Nancy is well-groomed. Nancy talks well. I've had to add the confidence in Nancy. Nancy comes to me. 
say, hi, Mr. Kaushik, where do you come from? So I say, hi, I live in this part of the country. And Nancy starts building. And whom do you say? Uh, who else stays with you? She's, uh, she's asking me about my kids. She's asking me about my job. She's asking me about my family. And all of a sudden, while doing this, she has completely focused my attention from the needle to what Nancy is speaking. Mm -hmm. Right? So what is happening to my anxiety level? She's bringing down my anxiety level. She's bringing down my blood pressure. She's increasing my pain threshold. And when she's doing this, she puts a nice little band in my wrist and says, wow, I see a nice vein here and I can draw the blood from this without even hurting you. And by the way, Mr. Kaushik, do you know, I have drawn more than 10,000 bloods. And whenever somebody needs to draw a blood, they call, can you call the tender Nancy? I said, wow, they call you tender Nancy? She said, yes, they call me tender Nancy. So she and me have started building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And the Nancy quickly draws the blood. She goes back and Nancy says me, is there anything else I can do for you? I said, yes, Nancy, next time when somebody is coming to draw the blood, can it be only you? <laughs> yeah. So primarily, I gave you two illustrations. Both of them, skill-wise, they were perfectly okay. But mm -hmm. I will remember a Nancy more as compared to the first nurse because of all other things that she did with me while she was drawing the blood. So this is the difference between skill, skill plus courtesy plus compassion. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I say human experience is so, 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 so critical. So one of the prime jobs that I do in Medicare is I drive behaviors. Mm -hmm. I ensure that all my nurses, all my frontline employees, can they convert a transaction into a story? Because mm -hmm. people don't remember transaction. They remember stories. And when you're able to create a positive story, this story gets replicated, this story gets remembered, and that is what I call in management terms the net promoter score. And we keep on changing this net promoter score. But if our employees start focusing on courtesy, they start focusing on the way they communicate, I think the game is already won. Mm -hmm. So I hope that answers why human experience is so, so critical in healthcare sector. I think not even in healthcare sector, in any other service industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct, correct. I see. Thank you. And uh, what is your opinion about this shift in focus from illness treatment to wellness promotion? How this shift impacted the way you approach and enhance the patient experience? It's better to uh, say stories about wellness, I think, than illness. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I, I look at it this way. Now, today, we know that all the countries are becoming very, very high on blood pressures, the amount of mortality that we are seeing today because of the cardiac arrest, because of diabetes is significantly very, very high. Mm -hmm. And that puts a huge pressure on our healthcare systems, mm -hmm. right? There are shortage of good doctors. There are shortage of hospital beds. There are shortage of nurses. Today, People think of coming to me when they are sick. I want people to come to us when they're perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. And that is when the focus has to shift from illness to wellness. Mm -hmm. I think government 
needs to play a very very big role in this right lot of organizations are today taking a step forward in saying you should do your health check mandatorily once in a year because today what happens right this one thing and thanks to our lifestyle changes thanks to our eating habits because of the insta culture we all eat ready made foods right mm-hmm. we want to quickly cut something put in a pan and cook and have so the nutrition value has already disappeared yeah. so today what is happening because of all of that there are a lot of i call it lifestyle diseases mm-hmm. now what we want to do and what today good organizations are focusing on they are saying that you should treat yourself once in a year come to us show to a doctor let's understand your body because your body sends you multiple signals today let's talk of one of the most deadliest disease called cancer right mm-hmm. now what happens people come at a stage 3 or a stage 4 of cancer they spend lot of money and still we are not able to save a life because he has come at the last stage and the cancer is already spread i would encourage people do your health checks every every year because i as an individual i do my blood sample check once every 3 months just to ensure that am i living healthy today it's not important to live longer it's important to live healthy because then you're creating less burden on the system mm-hmm. and for this i think education plays a very very critical role if the hospital today honestly speaking my industry is an industry where nobody wants to come happy except expecting mothers mm-hmm. but the moment i start changing the environment of that industry and second people come to me being happy can they come for their routine checks every year mm-hmm. so i think the industry is moving there and but it requires a lot of effort from the public private partnership the effort from our consultants constant education i think the way what is being taught in school about health needs to completely change it has to move from primarily cure to prevention mm-hmm. so it's it's a long journey it will take time it's a long long journey but i think education is the only one thing that's going to help us in this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my prime thought on this okay great thank you we have actually discussed a lot of questions already uh we have covered uh, digitalization and trends and challenges and what about the future of customer experience looking ahead what trends and innovations do you anticipate will further shape the evolution of patient experience in the healthcare industry and maybe you can tell how is your organization preparing for these changes see i think as i told you as and more we evolve and thanks to the chat gpts of the world thanks to the ais of the world today everybody is focusing on how can i get everything readily available without even visiting the hospitals mm-hmm. right and thanks to covid i mean to say i always say this in multiple forums what good cios could not do covid did because covid pushed us to a corner even mm-hmm. organizations that were not ready for the digital journey had to take the journey because that was required for their survival mm-hmm. right so i look at it this way today when you look at the entire patient journey map there are multiple and i'm talking this primarily more at healthcare i think what will happen slowly the interactions will become more digital 
the access to information will be more easier for the customer. Today, if you visit my hospital, X hospital in a city, if you go to a other hospital, your all reports should be readily accessible. Why should you repeat your test? And thanks to UAE, this, by the way, they are taking a huge step in this direction, whereby they have a platform called Nabit, whereby if you go to any hospital in UAE, and if you shift your hospital, all your records are visible. And look at how it benefits the patient. So today, patient is looking, he needs to, and obviously, if he needs to book an appointment, it should be app-based from his mobile, because today our lives are around our mobiles. He should be able to make his payment through the mobile. When he walks in, he should be there to park his car without a lot of friction. He should walk in and the doctor should be ready to look into his case reports and help him with his medications. By the time he goes outside the hospital, the medicine should be sent to his home because he does not want to wait in the pharmacy to wait mm -hmm. for his medication. Or if he has to do an investigation or a blood sample, he goes there and all the payments can happen. So while he is in the hospital, a constant app is talking to the person in terms of what he needs to do next. That is the future. Whether yeah. we like it, we do not like it, that is the future. But this is a solid conjunction that needs to happen between the digital world and the human world. It might take time, but I don't see very far away. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. is the world of CX in healthcare. Yeah. And as CX operators, I think our job more would be to work with operations team to understand the bottlenecks that we have today in the system and how we can make the journey more frictionless. Mm -hmm. And how as CX leaders can we constantly look at a process and say, can it be more efficient? Can it be more customer friendly? Can it be more employee friendly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my my take on it. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to extend my sincere gratitude to you today. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, insights on the world of customer experience in healthcare. I don't have any questions left, so this is it. Uh, you okay. shared great um, experience, uh, uh, shed light on importance of empathy, communication, and innovation in the industry. And I hope our dear listeners have gained valuable insights from this conversation. So thank you a lot, Koushik, for joining us today. And I look forward to having you back somewhere in the future.